Gotcha. You know what's funny though, because I mentioned that we are we are poor at pronouncing people's names, and you got angry at me for saying that we were poor. You're like, we're good at names, and uh, we are not. Episode four of season two of the Filmed Insert Music Video Podcast. My name is Adam Fairholm, and then we have uh, what's that, Doug? My was I'm Doug, and I'm interrupting you because I think that's a, that's a pretty wordy title. It's a uh, clunky, right? The the fourth episode of the second season of the Filmed Insert Podcast of the Internet. Did I say it of the Internet? No, even. But that would have made it even clunkier. It is. Well, we're not afraid of clunky things on the Film Insert podcast, are we? We embrace clunkiness at, we'll at FI. It. FI, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. We need, we need to sell some t-shirts to say FI, or maybe just the whole Film Insert. So how are you doing? Yeah, I w- I'm doing pretty good. I think we do need t-shirts. I've got an upcoming in-person interview coming up, and I, f- I should wear a Film Insert t-shirt. Ooh, we're just going to let everybody wonder who that upcoming Film Insert interview is. Good. Yeah, we won't we won't be specific, but but I do, but maybe I'll have a T-shirt on. Now, since we're going to video, maybe we should have a poll on the site. Should it be Doug interviewing? Because I'm not going to be there. It's going to be in Florida. Is should be Doug interviewing or a attractive woman interviewing? What you're going to kick me out for a hot a hot woman? It was your idea. I'm just putting it up to a vote. What? It was not my idea. I would never back down from a challenge like this. Okay, well, we'll give you one shot. We'll give you one in-person shot, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and then, so, like, that's it. That's one-time failure, and I'm immediately replaced by an attractive woman. Exactly. And that's actually, we may here. we may actually pay attractive people with attractive voices. Could be, you know, like a really attractive guy with not, not a really guy with an attractive voice. He doesn't have to be attractive. And then a girl. So it could be like a, you know, like a back-and-forth kind of thing. We'll just give him a script. Yeah, like like we'll get somebody who's like a like we'll get that homeless guy who uh, with the with the golden voice. Remember yeah, that guy? Yeah, whatever happened to that guy? He like relapsed a few times. Huh. Well, anyway, but, so we'll get him at we'll get him at dirt cheap dirt dirt cheap relapse dollars. <laughs> it's that relapse money. You don't want to get relapse money. It's not good. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, we're here and we're kind of continuing our topics of different interesting things in music videos last week we talked about um geez what, what did we talk about wait you're not interested in keeping this podcast off the rails that's, uh well i don't know that's what you're getting at here i think it's more interesting when we talk about specific topics because there's one i really wanted to talk about um because in the past week apple has been in the news a lot uh first of all steve jobs passed away which was which was sad news last wednesday but or maybe it was a wednesday and a half ago i'm not not really sure. Um, I don't but know what that means. Wednesday and a half ago. That doesn't. That's that's a thing. That doesn't and, have a, that doesn't have a meaning. Uh, and but then uh, Apple released iOS five, and with that a whole bunch of you know iTunes uh, I no, OS ten uh, ten point seven point two as well as iTunes ten point five, which is a bunch of cool new features. And you might be wondering, what does this have to do with um, with music videos? Well, I was just sort of revisiting the iTunes Music Store, which I hadn't been on in a while. And I realized that something that I completely had forgotten about because it just sort of was always there is that iTunes sells music videos. Did you know about this, Doug? Um, I did know about this. And basically, the only reason I do know about this is because Filmed Insert provides the link to them on the music, on most of the music videos on filmedinsert.com. Prior to that knowledge, prior to that, I did not know that. Well, just to give you a little bit of a history, iTunes started selling music videos in around 2004. I was a f- uh, 2003, 2004, I was a freshman in college. 
and it used to be you just you just watch them they and they they just put them in a big pile and you went to the music video section and it was just all sorts of music videos i remember seeing the uh, music video for i believe in a thing called love uh music video back back when that came out <coughs> by uh God, I can't remember the name of the band. The Darkness. The Darkness. Yeah, they're kind of falling off the radar. I re I re-recorded that song as Gl- as Glenn. Hmm. Never, we'll link, never. We'll link to that in the show. No, notes. never, re- never released. Never we'll, released. We'll remain that just way. Just like the Sam Friend video. Oh man, was that a jab? No, no, I'm just saying that the world's it's coming waiting. Out. The world's waiting. Okay. It's coming out. We're color treating. We're color okay, treating. Good. Um, but if you go to the top charts on iTunes, which actually I look at quite frequently to see what's popular right now, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber is number one, which is a little sad. But you have Mistletoe, a little is that a Christmas song. Let me see. Let me play a little bit of it and see if it's a Christmas song. Because it's, it's yeah, it's got it's got. Uh, it's me right. snapping along with it. Oh, could you hear it? No, I was just. I, I, I assumed that we would in post put the song, so I was fake snapping along to it. Yeah, it's got uh, jingle bells in the background, um, so it definitely wow, is a Christmas coming song. Out, coming out early with the Christmas songs, don't you say? It is. It's like the middle of October. But anyway, uh, in the top charts under singles, you've got at the tab, you can switch between songs and music videos. And the thing is, is that you can buy these music videos. Uh, they're usually uh, $1.99 or sometimes they're a little bit more than that. But uh, at the at the current on uh, October 7th, Monday, October 17th, 2011, Sexy and I Know by LMFAO is the number one video, which maybe we should talk about. So maybe that may be my pick of the week. We'll see. Um, I'm still a little kind of taken aback by the fact that there's already a Christmas song. Yeah, but I think we're we're missing the larger point is that people are there's a reason those things are still up there and they're still sort of prominent is that people must be buying these music videos and I cannot for the life of me think of a re- of a reason why. Yeah, to buy a music video, there there doesn't seem to be one. Like what like why would you need to why would you need to carry a music video? There's like three or four places on the planet where you can't access YouTube. And so to be to occupy those three places and still be able to watch music videos, those are the only reason you would purchase one, I would say. I, I would I would definitely agree because I mean it, I guess it gets down to the question of where people watch music videos. Do they watch them uh, obviously on YouTube and Vimeo and, and Vivo and all those sort of online providers? But I guess one of the reasons to buy it is filmed insert filmed insert. Filmed insert, right, which embeds to those different uh, different locations um but gives you a better experience uh the mm-hmm. I, I guess one of the reasons would be to watch them offline uh to i guess to put them all on your uh ipod touch or your iphone or ipad and, and bring them with you i guess um but i'd be interested to hear from people who 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 buy these things because i i was i remember them announcing that you can buy music videos and it was just one of those sort of footnotes and a, a you know a steve jobs keynote I th- and probably didn't even make the keynote it was probably just one of those things that you know in itunes store version uh whatever you that you can buy music videos and it's just it's still happening uh it is still happening and uh i'm 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 i think that we need to get to the bottom of this in each episode of the film insert podcast we're always trying to get to the bottom of this if you remember a few episodes ago we were trying to get down to the bottom of why albums are leaked and of course we've solved that case exactly right and so now we have to figure out um who's downloading these music videos and why from itunes we need answers Mm -hmm, we do so um so we're just going to reach out to everyone, right, Adam? Is that what this is for? This is a general reach out. Um, if you enjoy uh, music videos, then uh, go ahead and uh, give us a buzz. Email me, uh, adam at filmedinsert.com, or tweet us. Let tweet us. us. That, is a, that is another effective method of contact. Yes. So uh, now, 
now that that interesting portion is over, I believe we're gonna we're gonna we have a little interview coming up, do we? That that is that is typically the next step in our process here at the Filmed Insert podcast. So this week on the podcast, we are talking to somebody who's doing some really interesting interesting things with music videos, Mr. Tim Nakashi, uh, who is out in L.A. and uh, he has some really interesting stuff to his name, including the OK Go Video WTF. Uh, which is a video that's all, uh, I'm not going to describe them. You can just search for his name on the site. Um, TV on the radio is Caffeinated Consciousness. Maroon 5, Never Gonna Leave This Bed. Uh, If you enjoy people in a bed riding around in public, then that video is for you. Death Cab for Cutie, You Are a Tourist, which is actually a live uh, video that was broadcast live on the internet. Um, And some other really cool videos, including a Neon Indian uh, by Polish Girl. And uh, Rai Rai, uh, featuring Robin uh, for Never uh, never Will Be Mine. So um, Tim has got some really interesting stuff to say about you know the making of these music videos. Uh, like I said, he's, he's really doing some interesting things with the medium. Uh, so let's check it out. Hey, I'm Tim Nakashi, and uh, at the present moment, I'm, I'm pretty much a music video director, and that means that I'm making uh, making little short films and visual ideas for music. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, uh, I have documentary background as well. I like doing documentary stuff from time to time, um, and uh, have made some commercial pieces and I have aspirations to make a film or two, so yeah. Yeah, and you, and you also worked on the. I was going to say you also worked on the Crimbus special. That's true. I have in the past worked um, as an editor and visual effects person, and uh, which is kind of nice. I love doing that stuff. Um, I mean, basically, I haven't done works for other people in about a year. Once things sort of like picked up for me with music videos, but yeah. Actually, the last thing I did as a work-for-hire kind of edit visual effects thing was the chippy animation on Tim and Eric's Crimbus DVD, which was just, I thought, so <laughs> funny. It was, like, an honor to work with those guys. I mean, they're friends, but they're also, like, people I really respect and like their work a lot. So it was, it was a good one. Now, you're, apparently you are in a dodgeball tournament or dodgeball league with uh, Doug Pound, who we just we recently spoke with. <laughs> That's apparently so, yeah. Doug, a bunch of us, a bunch of like our mutual friends, people in comedy, visual effects people, DPs, uh, writers of all ty- all types of people that you would find in the sort of hipster area of Silver Lake in Los Angeles. We all on Monday nights, we're part of the uh, American Dodgeball Society, so a bunch of teams are in, in the sort of like, you know, playoffs kind of setup, and you definitely don't care about dodgeball going into it, at least if you're on our team. Uh, <laughs> you just don't. But then right when that first ball hits you, that first red ball, like like that middle school like rubber ball, right when it hits you and it goes, pink, you just feel like, and you have to go out. You just look at the other side and you're just like, I'm going to kill you, mother. And you just, you know, it's like, it, it calls up all the primal aggression that you, you didn't know you had. Well, let yeah. us know. Uh, well, for those who don't know, we're recording this on a Monday, so let us know when you got to go to dodgeball. Because if there's any reason to to leave, that's that's the best one that we've heard of so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, the, the thing that uh, you know we really love about the work you're doing. There's a lot of really interesting things that you're doing. Um, so there's a lot to to talk about. But the you know the first oh, one you wanted to bring up was. Um, you were recently nominated for 2011 VMA by name, which doesn't happen a lot, which is interesting, for the Death Cab for Cutie You Are a Tourist video, which was uh, broadcast live over the internet, which was which was really interesting. And I was wondering if you could explain to us, you know, that, um, you know, because you're listed in our direction, you know, along with Nick Gould and, and Anthony Mates. Um, yeah. Let us know, you know, what your role was and, and you know, where that video came from. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. I mean, basically that video was a crazy experience because um, Death Cab Cutie have like this partner that they've made a few videos with, this guy Aaron Stewart on, and he and they had sort of come up with an I just a general idea of like doing something live. And so they kind of, you know, I, I sort of found out and, and pitched an idea basically that involved, you know, what it ended up being, which was, you know, they're playing instruments that are triggering projections uh, that are happening live. And so they're kind of like, it's sort of like an orchestrated movement and light <laughs> display, uh, but it's still not a live performance per se. It's, it's to playback. It's a video. Uh, so in any case, I pitched this idea that, you know, I, I really like that song and uh, You Are a Tourist and you have some good lyrics in it. Like the... Uh, it sort of just inspired me to make this piece that kind of looks like part music video, but part like live TV show or something, like variety show almost. So uh, basically, you know, I got together the, a, group, a team of people, um, this really great lighting guy who we also was able to hook up um, lighting to be triggered by the pulse and signal of the music this guy Matt Ardeen, and then Nick Gould has worked on me on projection stuff, and he was totally game to, you know, again, make a bunch of things happen in the space, like the animated tree, or the, like, buildings that look like BU meters behind the band at the end, have that stuff triggered by the music. Some of it he was just triggering by himself with, like, a, you know, a little MIDI device. And then, uh, basically, I, I sort of wrote out an idea of Ben, the lead singer, kind of coming out of the clouds, passing through a forest scene and then and then, then we turn and reveal sort of like a, a section of town that looks like storefronts and that's when uh, Nick the bassist is walking and then the idea was that it's all going to be done in one take it's going to be done in four cameras covered in four cameras and it's going to be done at four o'clock on Tuesday uh, Pacific Standard Time uh, I think it was and it was just crazy because you never really um you just never really make a video on schedule and on like they're never on schedule. You know, you're always like, We have probably we have we have one more hour of shooting. Guys, can we do this overtime? And sorry, I know you have to go home and make dinner, but can we do this? And then and then you edit and then you edit and you edit and then like weeks later we kinda go, Wow, that's this is what we have, it's awesome. Let's, let's put this out finally. Instead this one was like No, actually you're going to get it in one shot and you're gonna get it done at four o'clock and at five four o five your the edit was done and it's like everybody go home it's it's already been seen you know so it was really surreal and super stressful because uh you know we only had like four or five dress rehearsals of the whole idea and it was just hard to get all the pieces in place and get them like lined up and get the steady cam guy to do his thing and get the projections to actually trigger to the beat and four cameras and I'm, i was calling out the live edit so I'm like, you know, camera B, find the lead singer. Then I'm going, cut to camera B. Now, wide shot, find this. All right, cut to that. And I definitely can say, like, up until about 45 minutes when we got that sort of, like, last attempt at a rehearsal, only up until then, people were the label. Everybody was just looking at what I was calling out and going, like, like this isn't a video. This is we're gonna. This is gonna fail miserably, and like people are stressed and sweating it. But we got this one take where I, I sort of wrote down finally for myself, like I'm gonna go to this camera, then I'm gonna go to that camera, and it finally looked like something half decent. And they, uh, you know, it was literally like the entire room just breathed a sigh of relief. You know, it was funny. Yeah, it it has this kind of live energy to it. When I when I originally watched it, I didn't know that it was originally you know performed live at a certain time, and and, uh-huh. and it's um, oh cool. It 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 definitely feels like you know the, the the set construction and even I think well the dancers kind of lend a little bit a little bit to that sort of live special. Actually, now that we mentioned the Crim special, reminds me a little bit of that <laughs> this sort of live stage production. Oh, um, exactly that. Um, yeah, that's cool to hear that you. So you didn't know it was live when you first watched it, and you could still tell there was something kind of like awkward and live about it. That's yeah, like, it just it just seemed like um, yeah. On, on your you know about page, you mentioned uh, something about you know 
capturing a moment in music videos and there definitely seems to be some sort of energy captured by that especially you know and there's kind of that reveal at the end of the studio and everybody clapping and they definitely seem to be relieved like it was some sort of live event yeah everybody was really nervous which which made it really fun you know i mean it was that it's almost kind of like what made it successful for me at least was the fact that you know everybody just sort of felt like totally in over their heads you know so that doesn't—you don't get to have that experience all that often with stuff, you know. And did you were you able to go to the VMAs? Yeah, I got to go to the VMAs. Um, it's a really funny thing, the VMAs, because they don't really typically, as you may know, like mention the the directors right. of the videos. It's kind of like Katy Perry gets up there and Kanye West, and they say thanks, thanks to all my fans, and thanks also to Jesus and also God. <laughs> and uh, you got to get both in there, really. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but Justin Bieber did that. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he said, I want to thank God, but I also want to thank Jesus. <laughs> and it was really... Anyway, they each played their part, in t- I'm sure. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like me putting the credits on my videos. You know, you gotta you got to give credit where credit is due to everybody involved. Fair enough. Um, in any case, like the, the VMAs was, were awesome because uh, it, despite the fact that maybe they, they could represent directors and stuff a little bit more it still kind of had this awesome energy and you're just in like, not very big space it looks bigger if you were to watch it on tv it looks sort of like wow this is a massive audience but if when you're in there it felt a little bit more like it was like 300 people and maybe there were 400 and 500 and and it's very like to the clock of like television broadcasts so mm-hmm. people aren't allowed to move during actual parts, if, there, if there's a commercial, that's a good time to get up and blah blah blah. But they're also like just pounding. Everyone is just pounding champagne. They're just they're just bringing it to your seat, which I've never had the experience of in any at least none of the baseball games that, or football games I've gone to um, brought champagne to your seat. And then basically, our seats were not bad. I mean, we were basically like seven feet, uh, seven rows rather behind like. Kanye West, Katy Perry, Kid Cudi, Jay-Z, Lady Gaga. They were just all sitting right there, and they all got up and did their thing. And I mean, these every artist I probably just mentioned, I probably would have never seen live otherwise. So it was pretty surreal. I mean, and then, but anyway, you were asking probably because of the, just the feeling of being nominated. I mean, I just kind of knew that it comes down to, in part, like numbers of like records sold or something. So I wasn't, I, I didn't know if Death Cab really, I know they had, their their album was like doing number one or close to it or something like that, I believe, for a while there, but. Yeah. Well, well, if you're going to lose to anybody, Adele, that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely uh, somebody who sells a lot of albums. And yeah. I, I'm really glad to hear you went because we've, we've talked to uh, maybe Doug, two or three people who nominated for VMAs who didn't go. They like stayed home and watched it on TV. So that's it's it's really, really good to get like an ins- kind of an inside look at you know what it's like at that at that that event because I think it's yeah. definitely the biggest sort of spotlight for music videos in you know pop culture you know yeah. during the year. Yeah, it totally is, and and I mean, I, and for me, I was just kind of like shocked and honored in a way to be part of it. You know, but I had friends too that are directors that were nominated for. Like best rock album or rock video, and they were inviting me over to their house for a viewing party. And <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I, "You're not going? I'm going." And it will turn out for me, Atlantic Records like bought our tickets. So I mean, even if you're a director and you're nominated, you still have to spend like four hundred dollars on a ticket. Oh, that's weak. Wow. So you didn't. So that means <laughs> that you didn't have like a seat with your name on it, and like an awesome like your name was not next to someone else. Kind of uh, awesome too. That's. There were, That's disappointing. I, there was a general feeling of like I was around important people, but I couldn't tell who they were. They they looked they seemed very they seemed very bothered when I had to get up to go to the bathroom. Like they don't <laughs> get up for people. You're so, like an actual nominee. Like these people are all just spectators, pretty much. You're like actually nominated for the event. Yeah, and you're yeah. the one to to feel out of place. That's uh, yeah. that's it interesting. Yeah, what are you going to do? I don't know. Yeah. Um, to, to quickly go back to that Death Cab for Cutie video and, and how the the ending, there's kind of like a relief and like a big applause at the end um, that, that kind of re- reminds me of, of um, 
another OK Go video that we interviewed the creators of, which is um, oh, cool. uh, Adam. What's the this song? Too, uh, this too shall pass. Yeah, this yeah. too shall pass. The directors who made the uh, Sin Labs, who made the Rube Goldberg machine. Oh yeah, and um, they had like a similar kind of. Uh, you know, feeling to the end of their video. You know, there ha there's had a live feel and stuff. And, and I actually see that, you know, you, uh, several of your videos are kind of done in one take. Um, interestingly enough, that OK Go video as well. Um, right. yeah, it, it's in front of the green screen. Uh, was it a little bit easier to achieve that effect because of the green screen and not like the pressure of it being in a live kind of yeah. event or be because it's a, a one take video or there's still kind of elements that are difficult to yeah. make sure to get there. Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, we probably did hundred and twenty takes of the OK Go video to get it right. Including like coming up with the idea. So it was like we we sort of started shooting on like Saturday morning for that OK Go video. And we we were like coming up, okay you move over here. This is gonna look cool. Hey let's put some more tape on this piece of stick here. Oh wait! You guys should change your outfit. Oh, cool! Let's do that. You know, it went on, and then about like three in the afternoon, it was like, okay, let's, let's start doing this. Let's get it right. You know, oh, the bubbles didn't go off. Oh, too much confetti. The wrong color. You know, no, oh, that takes twenty minutes to clean that up. So, all right, we'll start again fresh on Sunday morning. You know, and then finally, about four o'clock on Sunday afternoon, we got like a take where everything was sort of like reasonable and proper, and nobody like knocked over a light by accident, kicking balls or whatever. So, and, uh, so it was definitely like a lot of effort, especially on their part, obviously, uh, to, uh, to like make that happen. And, and they couldn't see what they were doing. Like they didn't get to see the effect, of course, as they're moving around. We didn't have like a live monitor of the effect. So they, they were just really good at putting it all in their head and doing it and, and, it, we had people even off camera kind of reminding them like go over here here's the lyric that you just changed when you just recently recorded this and you know here's here's your new sweater and whatever and uh so it was really a lot of energy put into it and um yes it was easier than if we had done it live for sure but yeah the one take thing is it's pretty tough for some reason three and a half minutes of moving you'd think it'd be easier but it's not is there um, like all these changes that that you say are going on? Is it are they primarily coming from you, or are they coming from the band too, um, or is it kind of like a mixture? Yeah, totally. Um, in that one, I kind of like laid almost like ground rules. I'm like, if you guys move around in the background, and then someone comes and does something in the foreground, that's going to look cool. And then if we, you know, if someone is in the space, but then someone else moves in front of them, that's going to be crazy. You know, I sort of like put down what were like the principles of the idea and then and then basically I was going to start like telling them like I think it'd be interesting to start here and do that or you know I did some of that but pretty soon it became obvious to me that like because they're a band and they're so good at this stuff I mean honestly they're like the best that they're just so diligent and they just put like a lot of energy you're just not going to get you know I basically had been saving this idea the idea for that video for like a year, like just on my laptop, I had like a little folder, of like, this would be kind of funny, or this would be cool. And uh, they asked me to, to pitch an idea or two, and I and they didn't have any money at the time and whatever, and I, so I pitched a couple of ideas that were like, ah, oh, you could kind of do this, it's sort of neat, this photo effect or this thing. And then I, like I woke up the next morning like, what am I thinking? This is okay, yeah, like this is the band that could pull off this other idea I had. So I pitched it to them and they like immediately got it, which was amazing because I, I did, did not describe it very well. So I just said, we're going to keep all the frames. And it's like, does that doesn't sound very exciting. And uh, so basically, you know, they were just so on board and, and, and got it so quickly that, that when it was time to shoot the thing, you know, Damien and Tim, the Damien's lead singer and Tim's lead also singer and the bassist, they're all just like, Tim, throw me that ball. Okay, hey, Damien. Go in a circle. No, go behind me. Like you know, they just—they'd say like one of them would say, "Let's all walk in a circle." Too, and then then we'll stop. And they were already in the circle, you know, like doing it. So, I mean, basically, at a certain point, they made the video. Really, you know, they made it happen. Have all the like flow and orchestration. But yeah, of course, I kept on shouting things and saying what worked, and you know, adding more and more more to the mix. So I was uh, for the day or. 
or two of shooting, I definitely got to start feeling like I was part of the band, which was cool. It seems like OK Go at this point, they're probably the undisputed champions of the sort of being troopers of one take videos. Think, you know, thinking of the uh, Here It Goes Again and WTF and uh, and this Two Shall Pass. Right. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, that Here It Goes Again video was like, I feel like the video, one, the, the music video that pretty much introduced, I'm just, from my, in my opinion, I bet it introduced like half the people that year to YouTube. Right. You know? Like it, it was such a, like a major achievement, and all, and, and namely, exactly for what YouTube is best at. You know, like crazy people in some corner of the of the U.S. doing something so awesome that everybody needs to see it. You know, like that's what they got immediately. That that by spending no money and and spending way too much time on something that everybody was going to love it. You know. Well, speaking of uh, crazy things uh, in videos, I also wanted to talk about the Maroon Five "Never Gonna Leave This Bed" video um, <laughs> because if you're, it's it's such an interesting concept because we've seen you know uh, you know videos before where they're sort of out out in public doing crazy things, but nobody really on the level of you know fame that Maroon Five is. Um, right. So. I was wondering where this did this idea come from you or did it come from obviously it has something to do with you know the the um, idea of the song did this come from you or the band and and how did you guys sort of logistically plan out this very like public shoot yeah um i mean basically what was crazy is they they pretty much said um that it was it was pretty much known they wanted to do something kind of crazy like so it was just for me, immediately, like, ding, ding, I might have a chance to do this video, because if it was, we just want to look awesome, and, and we want really expensive lights to be used, or whatever a lot of videos involve, I uh, probably wouldn't have been, like, because I'm not a name director, or at least, especially then, or whatever, so, like, I just wouldn't have gotten the project, so, and once I heard that, hey, they want to do something kind of crazy, I started, I basically pitched a bunch of ideas to them, which I had the opportunity to do, which not everybody does, so that was kind of lucky. And then basically, I didn't know them or anything, it was just through like the usual whatever channels. And then basically, I pitched a bunch of stuff that like involved stuff almost as crazy as the video, but you really can't, actually one of the things I pitched, because I knew that they had, that Adam has this girlfriend who's a model, um, and uh, this is an idea actually my girlfriend deserves full credit for, but I pitched it, which is that, <laughs> <laughs> I did pitch it, which was that, like, wouldn't it be awesome if the, if Adam and the, and the lead, and his girlfriend basically, like, shaved their heads for real during the course of a video, and, uh, basically, I think what kind of happened is, like, the beauty of it all is, I think I pitched just enough of a couple of ideas that kind of scared the shit out of them and made them feel like, Oh, this guy's kind of crazy, and well, something weird is going to happen in this video. So they basically, but they basically came back and said, "I mean, you know, if you're if you're somebody like me, again, like not a name director, you can't really just pitch like, yeah, we're going to cart them all over town and expose them to random strangers and sitting in their bed, <laughs> their underwear, you know, like then we're going to, you know, put them on a burning car and you know drive them off a cliff, but like." Basically, so I didn't go that crazy, but they, the guys in the band basically came back and said, like, because one of my d ideas did involve putting them in beds and doing that, but they were like, no, let's, we want to go further. We want the band to be in the bed in like public space, and it sort of evolved through a conversation, really, to like to what it ultimately ended up being. And you know, I came up with the idea of them moving around in like a glass truck, and then once they were pretty much signed on, I was like, well, shit, let's. Where are we going to get a glass truck? But I, I actually uh, got online and quickly realized that they, those existed, and they drove one out here from New Jersey. That's like a display truck. But uh, basically, those guys were really like super psyched and totally game to do the video, and like they seemed to be having like a great time the whole time, getting into riding around LA, and you know, we'd like had full access to like Santa Monica Pier, where we put Adam and his girlfriend on a bed and 
in front of Chinese, Chinese, Man's Chinese Theater, too. And there were no extras or anybody paid to be in that video. Those were really just people who just gathered and watched, even though nothing at times nothing was going on at all. You know, They just waited for hours. And then finally, by the end, it looks as if there was a concert going on, but really we just had like playback speakers and those guys in a, in a truck, you know, sort of, you know, it's a video, still pretending to play. <laughs> did you, like, know that, like, you, like did you set up shots assuming that certain uh, people were going to show up? Like, like, did you take wider shots in more public spaces knowing that, you know, tons of people are going to see this video shoot and then get closer and realize, holy shit, it's Maroon 5, uh, let me get my cell phone camera or call my cousin. Yeah, who's totally. Yeah, exactly. I did. I mean, I definitely like promised to the label that I was like, you know, tons of people are going to show up and we're going to, because we shot out of like buildings and we shot, yeah, just a, we basically had two Alexa cameras and then we had like a bunch of 5D um, sort of documentary style shooters as well going on. Yeah, to really try to capture this feeling of like buzz of energy. And, and sort of realness, like this is really something that happened and built. So, uh, yeah, we definitely tried to cover it that way and in hopes that it would. But, but then you didn't really know. You kind of like really couldn't tell necessarily people where to stand. But you kind of assumed, like, I mean, hopefully they're just going to gather around it. So, yeah, we sort of composed shots that way. But um, it was weird because on the pier, you know, we didn't really tell people... It was just really weird, like there were blurry lines with the whole thing, because you didn't really tell people, go away, we're shooting, a or actually the, the AD, the guy who usually barks orders to people, when, so the director doesn't have to, he was like, okay, we're shooting a video, you guys need to back off, and I was like, wait, 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 no, it's the exact opposite, <laughs> like never, like, which he was just doing what he normally has to do to protect the artist, and I was like, no, please let them come in, and then... He was like, I'm sorry, come on back. And then so people were gathering around. It's just really a lot of European tourists and people that are in Santa Monica during an afternoon. And, and then people started, I don't know, I can't remember now if I made it in the video, the proper video, but people started sitting on the bed which Adam and his girlfriend are in, like in their underwear. And we're filming them with, you know, steady cams moving around and filming them him sing. Or they're just like, you know, hugging or whatever in the bed. People started sitting on the bed, and, and like some, and their like boyfriend would take a picture of them, and then just started happening. Like probably like twenty different groups did that, and so for part of the time, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! This is getting super weird." But then I think <laughs> I think Adam was actually getting kind of weirded out by that, so he didn't. Really, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like I, I I don't know like I really like what ends up happening. It, it's kind of got this like uh, like John Lennon Yoko Ono feel to it, like when they were in that bed in the window. I don't remember the significance or why they were doing that. I do remember them doing it though. And mm -hmm. um, I probably should know. Uh, but um, I'm gonna use this lack of knowledge as like a really good um, segue as uh, <laughs> okay. to say that, um, you, you know, you, you mentioned that you, you know, you took on, you know, you were able to pitch these Maroon 5 ideas because you, you know, they were looking for something potentially crazy. And, um, you know, I noticed in a lot of your videos that they're like, they're, none of them are your standard videos. I mean, you have like these three, 360 projection videos and, you know, um, you know, live, live, live internet broadcast videos and, and, and stuff that is really outside of the box, not just of the stuff that happens in the video, but the form of the music video itself. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you're like intentionally trying to like break that mold or is it just something that you were able to take advantage of in like, you know, just th projects you were able to get? Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of both, you know, it's definitely as far as like breaking the mold, I, I don't know if I should give myself that much credit, but like I definitely think it's fun and cool to, to play with like, Hey, there's a, now there's a camera that has five lenses. Let's try it. You know what? what kind of music video experience comes out of that because I mean I love music and I and I really even as a kid kind of dreamed of making music videos which is weird to think you could, you could possibly be doing something you actually thought you would want to do as a kid 
Um, in any case, uh, I like that. And yeah, I definitely just, I would say more than anything, it's just interesting to me to push little envelopes of things and, and try to make the experience, uh, hopefully kind of bring the experience to some more like more real place with the way the music connects with the visuals, not always just kind of going for a gimmick. Um, but, but in a way, if the gimmick happens to be crazy enough, and you can, and, and really, if you can really just so get into that, so deeply into that gimmick that it's, if it can start to feel like essential, like the song can't exist without it, or, the, or there's so much fun happening that it feels like the gimmick really was an essential part of it, and like, hey, I'm all, all for gimmicks. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, I'm just, I like doing it. I'd, I'd love to feel like at some point, like I, broke into some new medium or form. I mean, the, the panoramic videos that I've done are, they definitely feel, to me, the first one that I did for, this, for Craig Wedren for the song Are We, and that, that was a really nice experience because I, I literally, once we put it on a screen and you can sort of click around and watch it, I found myself going like, whoa, weird. You know, so if you, that's, a, that's just nice to, to have that kind of like, immediate reaction to something, you know, it does, it's kind of rare, but, um, but on the other hand, you're asking, like, am I, am I doing it almost because is it, it's sort of being invited for me to do that, and I mean, def definitely I would say the answer is yes, I mean, for me, I, uh, it's, it's sort of like I said, I don't think I could just get, I mean, basically, you know, I have a rep who helps me get videos, you know, and she says, this new artist, Lenny Kravitz needs a video, and <laughs> you can give an idea, put it in the mix, and maybe you'll get it if they like the idea enough. And so, if they're looking for like a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that if they're looking for. There are a hundred directors who've been doing that for a long time, and I'm just not going to get noticed because I haven't done it or I haven't done it like to that huge scale a hundred times over or whatever. So um, it just so happens that. You know, I've, I've sort of become a little bit noticed or known for, as they, as somebody called it, being out of the box, which uh, is a really terrible old phrase. But um, in any case, yeah, I've noticed that if they're looking for something a little bit distinct and weird, I kind of find myself getting more excited. You come up, come up with something like that turns something else on its head and, and actually make that like, you know, an essential part of the idea and. Uh, Kind of more often than not, I feel like that's actually what's gotten me the projects I've gotten in the last, you know, few months. So that's weird, but what are you going to do? <laughs> well, that's funny you say that uh, you wanted to make music videos as a, as a kid. You know, what about music videos is, is so appealing to you? And, you know, from here, you know, you're making music videos professionally, um, you know, with you know professional crews, and I mean, you know, you're you're really doing it. What is the next step for you um, after this? Um, yeah, your first question was like, what what's appealing to me about music videos? And I kind of can't really. I almost don't know. I just think there's like a. It's maybe what I like about them is they don't really make sense. Like you know what? Why the hell are we making videos for music? You know like. <laughs> it seems like a very strange, you know, it's like someone made a building. Well, let's bake a cake for that building. You know, <laughs> it feels very strange. And I, maybe I like that fact that the video is never going to be the music. They're never really going to feel like perfectly merged into some form. Or if they do, it's, it's a rare and beautiful thing. But, you know, sometimes it feels like a director is making a short film that they wanted to make and they're, they're making a silent film version of it for this band and that can be fun. Other times it feels like, it feels practically like I just saw that band live and that's neat too. Um, you know, there's all sort of different ends of the spectrums of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't really say that I know why I like it, but I like it. <laughs> and, uh, you know... I think when I, I was a kid, I had this idea of like wanting to do animation, and you know, I remember like hearing the song and closing my eyes and going like, I could picture exactly what I would do for this song, you know. So maybe 
maybe music videos do make sense for our brains. I don't know. But um, for me, the next step, I guess, is I would like to make feature films. So that's probably a few, more than one step to get to there. But that's kind of, in various ways, I, I feel like music videos are really nonlinear. More often than not, they, they're, they're just visual even. They're not even like story. But you still get to feel a little bit like you're a filmmaker. And, and maybe, maybe in various ways, I'm just getting to like explore the medium, you know. Do you think that you, when approaching, you know, different, you know, doing features and stuff like that, that you would, you know, kind of take elements that are typically one way for everything and uh, kind of change them in the way that you're doing with music videos now? Yeah, I mean, I would like to think that, you know, I mean, there are definitely like music video directors that have made films that I really love and I feel like their head was broken the right way to, to, to make something really unique, like Michelle Gondry or Spike Jones and, uh, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, Being John Malkovich, I just really always have loved that film, and it's so weird, you know, and uh, it so um, takes liberties in a way that I almost would equate with like a music video director because, you know, music videos are often seems like every every year in in a new way they're they're almost like in a rebellion of their own form. You know, like that's the ones we like are the ones that it's okay now to have a dance section in your video, especially if it's looks like it's a Western cowboy video, but suddenly everybody breaks into a dance. Like, I love it, you know, and in the next year it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be a dance number, but it turns into a Western or, you know, I mean, hey, I'm going to go pitch that really quick. <laughs> that's a good one. Do we, do we, I guess, do we technically own that idea or is, or? That's yours. I'm going to try to pitch it and see what happens. I'm going to call them. Um, so basically, uh, yeah, you know, I'd, yeah, I'd love to think in some way or another I could explore genre bending or whatever with, uh, with the film stuff. I, that's what I'd like to do for sure. Um, well, um, before we let you go, I want to ask something out of outside of the music video area, which is the documentary that you worked on mm-hmm. in uh, 2004 called uh, "Dirty Work," which yeah. anybody is not affiliate uh, familiar with. It is follow. Is it three people who who have? Uh, is it three three that you followed? Yeah, it's three people that have gross jobs, an embalmer, a septic tank pumper, and a bull semen collector. Which is a very important <laughs> part of the uh, food chain, turns out. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And my, I, I guess my question is, it's, and you probably get this question all the time, but uh, was that the inspiration or any way affiliated with um, the, you know, the TV series Dirty Work or any of, the, any, any of the shows that are centered around that theme that became popular after the documentary came out? Um, I, we talk it up to the, like, the highest form of flattery. <laughs> which is yeah being directly ripped off. I mean, as far as I can tell, they, as far as it appeared to us, they, we had our film called Dirty Work. I co-made it with David Sampton, or a buddy of mine, and a lot of it was on his credit card. You know, we had the fortune of it getting into Sundance and kind of got us into documentary world. And basically, um, it seemed like about eight months later, Dirty Jobs came out and it was in their first episode they covered two of the three I think it was the bull semen collector and the septic tank pumper and and but not exactly our characters they found their own but instead of ours isn't really a blood and guts film it's like it's really more character portraits of these people who just have eccentric passions for weird jobs like the you know it's really more like almost sort of building a strange like dignity and respect for them and also showing like weird insights that they have into our lives because they do work for us that we would not normally do for ourselves. And, uh, you know, Mike Rowe on Dirty Jobs is like, ah, you mean I got to dig this ditch? This is how to do it. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, it definitely kind of sucks. But, um, you know, our, our film got on Sundance Channel and it sort of had its own life. And, and we, you know... Maybe they, maybe they didn't rip us off. Maybe they were already working on the same idea. I mean, that totally happens. 
But there was no way for us to really, unless you have like a lot of money and time, you're not going to be suing, suing Discovery Channel. And and there's a, if if they had started at the same time we did, I mean, we should consider ourselves lucky that we got ours out before they did. You know, our little fledgling project. So, you know, there's a brighter. I suppose that's a bright side. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, it, it looks fantastic. If you somebody, I mean, we're both big documentary fans. And yeah, I think a lot of the people who listen to this listen to this are. If you we wanted to see it, where can where can you get it? Well, it didn't get distribution, and maybe that's because of Dirty Jobs. But <laughs> we've actually had recent interest from Synetic Media, which is a great distribution like handling like firm in New York, and it looks like it's going to get out. And I don't know yet. I'll just have to uh, announce it on my website or something, and, and I'll let and I'll. Uh, Tell you as soon as I know, but for now you, you really can't um, you can't stream it anywhere. So. Well, uh, just uh, just one last question. We're trying to to bring it back to music videos. Adam and I are trying to try a new different thing. So we're gonna have you be the first director to do this. Just to wrap it up, we want you to just quickly name your 600 favorite music videos. Okay. That was pretty awesome, and Tim, like you, like you heard in the video, Tim was leaving to go play dodgeball with Doug Lusenhop, Doug Pound, which is impressive. I I haven't played dodgeball in many years. You know, actually, when he was talking about uh, sort of you know not being into it and then sort of getting into it, uh, I was starting to get a little bit of a hankering for some dodgeball. You know, I, I work out, but I run. It's sort of a solitary activity. There's not a lot of contact. No, and there's plenty of contact in dodgeball, baldy man contact. Right. I don't know if you want to put it that way, but <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's accurately descriptive. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 it is. Um, so... Um, a great way to segue from the term ball the man contact uh, would be to next do PO dubs, right? Yeah, let's do it. Who's going first on this one? I think you I think you are you is. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just pulling up my my pick here on Vivo. I've been watching I have an iPad and uh, you can get it the Vivo app, and Vivo is. You have, you have an iPad. You you are the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can like I have an Apple TV too. No, it's not a TV. Oh, it's like a little listen device. To listen to this one percenter yeah, over here. Oh yeah, I'm totally one percent. Those are the only two things I own. And you can stream the music video to the TV, which is really cool. Um, and I actually want to talk about this. Over, I get an over-the-air music. I get two over-the-air music video channels. Unbelievable! Just music videos, wall to wall, um, and I, I get to watch watch all these uh, the old these old ones. Um, okay, so the music video that I'm picking, uh, Drake was on Saturday Night Live last Saturday, mm -hmm. um, and the music video I'm picking is let me see make let me make sure I have the right one. Yeah, okay, there it is, right one. Uh, it is I'm on one, uh, featuring Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, and Drake is is the main guy in it. Uh, and uh, let me hear you. Let me hear how the song goes. Uh, goes like, "Hey, I'm Drake. Everybody, grab, <laughs> grab a, grab a snack. It's my party." Uh, that it's. I think it's like that. Yeah, that, I, I, I think that might be pretty accurate. Anyway, the reason I, I chose this video is because it's shot all in downtown Miami, uh, which I found interesting. Um, but what? That's right. All, and my brother used to live actually, I think, in the building just a few down from where a lot of this was shot because they're kind of in this high-rise apartment that's not really furnished. There's couches, but they've got plastic all over them. Um, and it just sort of reminded me how 
sort of places. Uh, it's, it's nice to see a really kind of recognizable place that I'm familiar with in music video because a lot of times they're shot on green screens or they're shot in a studio somewhere. Um, like, you know, probably 90% of the music videos that, uh, that I see. But this one is very, very about Miami and about the place. Um, you've got a lot of great shots of uh, you know, the bay, the Miami arena. Um, you've got a lot of, uh, you know, when Rick Ross is driving his fancy car through, you know, he's driving it through the streets of Miami. And then there's another scene where this guy, if nobody has been to Miami who's listening to this, there's this goofy sort of train, like elevated train. It doesn't go very far. It just runs through the city. It's like it's basically a bus on a big concrete it's track. The, the Miami, the Miami Metro. My the girlfriend Miami. used to, my girlfriend used to actually take it to uh, when she was doing work at uh, Jackson Memorial Hospital. Well, they get it part of the represent. Movie, this guy gets on the, the gets on the Metro rail and and rides it around, and he he's sort of walking around these darkened places in Miami, all these places that if you live there or you're familiar with the area, you would see. Um, and it just kind of struck me as uh, different and interesting, and I also really like Drake too. So um, naturally, naturally. Well, actually, here, here's this thing. I'm gonna take up some time talking about this. Not a lot of time, but the necessary amount of time. The necessary amount of time, right? Drake. I have a brother named Derek, who is. The more I learn about Drake, the more my brother and Drake share a lot of eerie similarities. Okay, let me listen out for you. Both born in Toronto. Listen, do you realize briefly that you also said that your youngest brother has a lot of similarities with Kid Cudi? You've said this before. So are you trying to tell me that you have two brothers, Drake and Kid Cudi? I think that that's what this is about. You just want rappers for brothers. Maybe. But listen, okay, listen to this. I'm not done. Okay. Both they their birthdays are one day apart, like to the year. They're the exact same age. Their name, if you transpose one letter and change the A to an E, they have the same name. And they sort of look similar. If 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 Derek was sort of more uh, whatever whatever Drake. Alright, let's this I was gonna say this is gonna be a tough thing for you to say. Or if Drake was more of Derek-y. If right, Drake, if Derek was whiter. I don't know what Drake is. He, he's not black. He's some sort of mix of something, I think. He's Canadian. He's Canadian, he's, right. All Canadians are Canadian, right? Right. So that was the worst pick of the week ever. Um, Wait, and, they, and you know what? So you, you picked that just so you could talk about Derek having the same birthday and stuff as Drake? That was that was the influence behind your pick of the week? No, no. I like the video. Yeah. Okay, I believe that. And plus, Rick Ross has had a seizure too, so it reminded me of that. Oh, which you didn't mention until now is like extreme afterthought. The song's probably done playing at this point, right? Um, Sorry. and we're like about to start the song from my video, and you're still like making everybody think of Rick Ross's seizure. Thanks. Two two seizures. Sorry. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks, Adam. Are you, do you like Rick Ross? Uh, I, 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 like, I, I'm not really a big fan of, like, uh, like, pop, pop style hip-hop like that. Is that considered, I don't even know. I see, I don't even know. I'd say it's a little bit poppy. Less poppy than, I'd say, like, um, <laughs> less poppy than, uh, I'm gonna say that again when you're not Sorry. coughing into the mic. Uh, no, l- less poppy than, than, say, like, uh, Kendrick Lamar, for example, which happens to be my pick of the week, uh, for his new video, Rigor Mortis. Um... Less poppy style, still music for the masses, but just not like, not like your typical pop style, you know, just like kind of. I'm so great, I have everything. I'm so great. That was my Drake compared to what your Drake was before. Whose was better? Uh, I might know. We gotta have a Drake off one of these podcasts. At a point, we will have a Drake off. Um, but but back to the topic at hand, which is Kendrick Lamar's Rick Amortis. Um, uh, what I like about this video is uh, I always like videos that kind of bring, like that, that take place in public places. I think this needs to be a t- uh, category, of course, when we once we get down to categorizing the videos, is is videos that take place in public places, and this is a video that kind of takes place in in um, 
kind of like the street divider in New York, in you know New York City and and around New York City. And um, you know they have like a a, a, a three-piece band at some points in the middle of New York City. Uh, but then the a lot of the rap, or excuse me, um, a lot of the video is. Kendrick Lamar kind of rapping the song. The song's called Rigor Mortis, and it's kind of about him kind of killing other rappers, you know, and then killing them with his lyrics. But in the video, all throughout New York City is all of these like dead people on the ground. And Kendrick's kind of like rapping as he passes them. And he's like kind of like praying over them and stuff. And uh, um, I don't know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, you know, I always try to think like how these videos are achieved. Um, you know what has to be done to allow people to shoot in these in these places and a lot of times they just pay for it but not always you know some sometimes these you know lower budget videos are just stealing these shots running outside and getting them and i'm wondering uh you know you counter that with kind of the maroon 5 video that we just talked to tim about when you know we know that they had all these permits to shoot everywhere they were and uh you know, I, I like to counter that look with something that looks like a little bit more kind of like achieved quickly. It looks like a really cool video. It's f cool to watch. Definitely. Um, oh, awesome. Well, I think that was, a, that was a swell show, Doug. I'm really thinking it's swell. That was a Canadian word. I think that is. I think, yeah, I think, he, I think Canada actually owns that. We might have to pay royalties for that. We may, and also we can't say like the road's closed. That is that. No, no, I'm I'm cutting it off right there. that does it for our episode i believe do you agree mm -hmm. oh yeah none of this is gonna be in there no